Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. But we start, go back last week. Many, many wonderful questions. I just want to thank people, many of our people here and those online. I know we asked if there anybody had any questions. Nothing came. But I, I believe that people went to digest actually that message. Eat it, digest it, swallow it, make sure that you digest it very well. And we are talking about what? The crucial test of passing submitting to one another. Very, very, or submission or submitting, whatever you want it, so for you to submit to one another. Submit to one another. That's crucial test. But today I'm just going to deal with only two questions and clarifications. These have been all the questions asked. They all have resolved what? Around these two issues. And people want a clear picture of it and understanding. Number one, we're going to deal with is that why the mutual misunderstanding? People just could not understand how you could talk about mutual submission. It is a big problem all over, even in families, big problem in churches and everywhere. There is that lack of understanding of the mystery of oneness, the mystery of what? The holistic, that when you talk about the Holy Trinity, it is impossible to imagine how three can be one. And those three that are one, listen to me, those three that are one, they are one, but they are not equal. But yet they operate in such a fashion, there's no discord, there's no conflict, there's no quarrel, there's no envy, there's no what? Competition. Isn't it? And then that's how God wants his children. The message is not for anyone who has not been born of the Spirit of God. You will not understand it. One who is born of the Spirit of God has been transformed. He's a replica. He's been delivered from bondage and then transformed into the light. The Spirit of God now is working in that individual. That's why if you look at Romans 8.14, he said, well, as many as are laid by this Spirit is talking about. Not everybody. Then those are the children. If you turn to Romans 8, 9, he said what, Lord? But if anyone does not have this spirit, this new spirit, what we dealt with last week and what we've been dealing with maybe in this very ministry or this fellowship is not for people who are, not, who are unwilling to change. I want to let you know that right now because it's deep. The Lord is teaching us so many deep things, the mystery. Why do we have all the conflict and problems in families? Because we don't understand, especially those who are the children of God. If we say we are now of God, and there are people we call unbelievers, but the way our family, do you understand me? The way our family runs, is the same way the family of unbelievers runs. Are we believers? There cannot be a difference of people who are now the spirit of God. So that's why when you see mutual submission, or let me call it this way, reciprocal submission. It is very confusing for though, but we, we deal with it as a question this very evening. We get it, and then we deal with another one. Somebody was just telling me, say, I could not 
comprehend when you say you can submissively and respectfully disobey. It is wonderful. So let's deal with those, those two areas right now. Submission. Last week I said one thing. The son submits to the father. Right? Then the Holy Spirit submits to the son. But also, did you know that logically, that the father submits to the son. And the son submits to the Holy Spirit. And it goes, that's like going. Otherwise, it will not work. Even in relationship. That's what God is trying to teach us. I want you to understand that right now. It will not work. It's a mystery. That's why Christ was saying, do you know one thing? Give me John, please, 17, 4 and 5. John 17, 4 and 5. Yes. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Mm -hmm. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have glorified you while I'm on it. Now that I've finished the job, Glorify me. My question to you is this. Who glorified who first? Who glorified who first? The Father. You see, there's a speech. Don't understand. There's one thing. In the world, you know how we understand submission. Submission that who is the one who is obeying and who is the one who is on top. But spiritually, it's not the way. What is submission? Submission is a state of the heart. It's hum humility and respect. Let's put it this way. Before the son came on this earth, who sent him? The father. the father sent him, and the father sent him with what? Full of what? The father's authority. I give you all authority. And I want to tell you right now, the submission, or if you want to say submitting or surrendering, right? Or yielding. I'm yielding my authority to somebody. I am a country yielding my authority to the ambassador. It is a reasonable measure of submission. Because I trust you. I believe in you. And I'm submitting something to you. Otherwise, I will not give it to you. But then in turn, I expect that you do a good job. And then what? Come back and submit me even the more. And I'll respect you. See what Christ is saying. And that's why God is saying, you know one thing? Those who honor me, I will honor them. But let's take a break there, spiritually think. Who honored them first? God. Okay. Read me first, <laughs> first Samuel 2. 30, please. First Samuel 2.30. Yes. Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. Mm -hmm. But now the Lord says, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. Mm -hmm. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. But then, you see, God was talking about the family of who? No, Eli. I said and I gave you that authority to be priest. Who, who gave the family of Eli? The priesthood. God. That's a lot of submission and a lot of respect. And God expects the family to respect him even more. And then if they do, God will respect him. That's how God is. The left hand and the right hand, they do what? They wash each other. Otherwise, you cannot say, I'm going to wash my own only. That's how God is. That's the mystery. That God has left for us to understand. And we still don't understand. That's why her family is in trouble. Most of the time. Now, we always pray this prayer. Thy kingdom come. Right? Yes. If his kingdom comes, 
And the kingdom is what? Within who? If the kingdom is within you, who are you? Who are you? Somebody got it. I understand. If the kingdom of God is within you, who are you? Somebody said and withdrew his, the, what he said. I agree with you. I agree with you. But if the kingdom is within me, I'm the kingdom. If the kingdom is within me, my family should be kingdom. If the two of us actually are, what, in harmony with God. To understand that. Yes. It's a different, it's the spirit to God. The kingdom is within me. The kingdom of God is within me. The kingdom come. And Christ said, well, quit looking about the kingdom. Because that's what has been confusing you people. Since the Lord, God has been sending prophets, you people have been so confused. You think this kingdom is so far away. He said, behold, the kingdom is actually in what? Within you. Why? Read me John 14, 23, please. John 14, 23. Yes. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, mm -hmm. and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. We come to him and make our home with him. But first of all, who gives the person the mercy? Now, let's, let's get it from that point of view. Give me Romans, please. Nine. You want to go, uh, if you want to go straight, that's fine. Romans 9 from verse 1. I tell the truth in Christ, I am not lying. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit, that I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my countrymen according to the flesh, mm -hmm. who are Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of God, and the promises. And the promises. Let's stop there. And the promises that's given to us. If you continue that chapter, because that's not what we're going to deal with. We need to move in. He said, well, you know one thing? All the way from Genesis. He said, I will have mercy on whom I what? Whoever I like, I will. So who has mercy for us? It's God who gives. Now listen to me. It's God who gives. And if you look at Proverbs 8, 17, he said, you know one thing, I love those who love me. But he's the one who gives us that ability that we can even love him. So Christ came to show us some example of his people. Example of that mutual submission unto him. We dealt last week with who? The character of John the Baptist. John the Baptist. That John the Baptist was only one. No wonder, read, read me Matthew eleven eleven. Do you know why Christ said this, but we didn't pick it up? Matthew eleven eleven. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Can you believe it? All the Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, everything in the whole world, Christ is saying to you and I. No one greater than that man. If you go through the scripture, only John the Baptist I've discovered so far that actually had that mind of Christ. I mean, I'm not saying they did even, Moses was the most humble, whatever you want to call this, but John the Baptist was the one we dealt last week. But before that, the greater submitted to the lesser. 
You guys are looking at me. This would they would last me. God bless you. The greater one submitted to the less. That's the problem we have most of the time, especially when we're in a position, spiritual one in particular. Even if you remove the spiritual one family everywhere, understand that. The greater submitted to the lesser force. Because the greater what? Understood the mysteries of the kingdom. That what actually counts is not who respects and who bows to each other. But what counts is what? Who is the one doing the will of God? Who has everything? He said, I'm doing this. Christ said one thing. I'm doing this. Okay, let me. Matthew 3, please. 13 to 15. Matthew 3, 13 to 15. Yes. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. Mm -hmm. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. Then he allowed it. Listen, this is someone who is lesser. I'm Christ. And Christ was coming to me. He said, don't, don't, don't even come to me. Most of us will not even, we'll just, inside us, we'll be, we'll be smiling and say, wow, this big man is coming to me now. But he said, John said, yeah, I'm not supposed, please don't even come to me. Like the centurion, I'm not even worthy for you to come. And Christ said, don't worry. Look at the, the humility, first of all. I'm not worthy, don't come to me. But Christ said, yeah, we'll do it. What? For righteousness. What's righteousness? Fear of God. We do it as God has ordained it according to his will. Don't worry about it because I'm trying to do the will of my father. Christ would not have come and said, I didn't come for myself to do my will, but the will of the father. If he had come up and said, well, no, 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 John, let's forget about that will of that man. I am the boss. You, you are right. You see, everything God watches us. How do we handle every situation? Are we operating Without brokenness and what? Divine humility. That we can do it, not for man, but unto him. Now, John also saw that. But John passed what? The test. What test? John graduated from the Department of Submission of the School of God. Until we, we can just graduate from there, we have a problem. He graduated from that. I, don't, I can't read any other person, really. Maybe there are many of them that did. But that man graduated. Imagine John was there, mighty, speaking. Everybody was coming to him. All of a sudden, they started deserting him and going to this small boy. Do you understand that? I'm saying this small boy because that's the way we, we address people. We think we are higher, the small boy. But we forget one thing. That small boy might have been sent by God. And the power of God is with him. And the business of God is the one who promotes. We forget that completely. So let's go back then and read the same John 3. 26 to 30. John 3, 26 to 30. Yes. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified... Behold, he is baptizing, and all are coming to him. Let me ask you this. Tell me the mindset of this, the servants of John, disciples. Were they happy? No. It's almost like somebody is out there trying to rob us. Yes. Do you understand that? Yes. 
trying to rob us of what does not belong to us. Now, then, listen to me. It's like somebody's trying to say that, oh, you know what? Somebody's preaching out there, Meko Zurumba, and he's just this and that. What's my business? I'm not the one. He's not robbing me. Do you understand that? He's not robbing me. So they, they came because they were not happy. Secondly, they wanted actually, they thought John would have been so provoked and said, how dare that boy? And then you know what he would start doing? Assassinating the character, the name. This and that, so that nobody goes to him. But he doesn't know when he's doing that, he's fighting God. You see? That's why you leave the owner of the business to handle his business the way he wants to do it. So they came to him, and this man passed it again. We're going to go, go ahead, please. Verse 27. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. Now, that is the first thing. Number one, to, part, to go through this department of what? God bless you. Department of submission. To go through it, number one, you must understand who owns the business. I want to make sure everybody, that's one thing all of us need to operate. We all need to operate that way from now on. And then, secondly, who should receive the exclusive glory in this thing? It's not me. It should be the owner of the business. That's what God is doing. Then the second one is that be in awe and fear of him. Because you know one thing? His ways are different from my own ways. The way I think about this and understand it is not the same way he does his things. Therefore, leave him and glorify his name when he's doing that. The third one, remember one thing and remember for the fourth one, sorry. Remember one thing and forever. It is not by might or by power, but what? By his spirit. That's, keep reading. That John gave us this package of this graduation. Yeah? Verse 28. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, mm -hmm. but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. Mm -hmm. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase, and but then I must decrease. I must decrease. The time I come, I must decrease. That's something I want to... Uh, that. John was saying one thing. He said, remember one thing? I told you I was not who? The Christ. When you, anyone is doing the work of God, make sure that everything that comes, you say the Lord says, or you say from your mouth, is exactly what God has given to you and is the truth. Because one day, that which is hidden will be made open. John from the beginning told his disciples, I am not Christ. So eventually, when the reality came, John didn't, was not put to shame. Most of us, or most people, they run around almost claiming they are Christ now. They have this, they have that. And then eventually it comes, and the disciples will be watching. I thought you said you are Christ. You see, I'm nothing. And God will see that in humility and go in it. Then second, secondly, remember what we said before. This man said, I rejoice because Pastor Charles, Pastor Godwin, or any one of you, God is using you so mightily. Why wouldn't I rejoice? If I don't rejoice, that means I'm there for my own what? My own pocket. And my own pocket is nothing. 
Because my own pocket will only lead me to hell. But doing that with the will of God. We came back from Nigeria and we had what God did here. I was not amazed. I was not surprised. Because you see, it's not this very ministry. It's not the ministry of a human being. The Lord should be able to operate within his own children and among them and in their midst. And try to elevate himself. So that nobody is exalted. Except him. So he will touch them if you allow that. But you see, even the person he puts in the leadership is going to watch your heart. If your heart is rebellious, he will not touch those people. When you go, they'll be fighting. You see? So John saw that. And then while Christ was on earth, he tried to show us wonderful. I will only pick two examples right now. John 13. Remember I said that this is where the lesser Submiss who? Submiss to the, no, the greater submiss to the lesser force. Amazing how that is. But we will not see it because it's so mystery, spiritual. Do you have John 13, 12 to 17, please? We're talking about where Christ was washing the legs, the feet of his disciples. John 13, 17. If you know these things. Yeah, I said 17. John 13, 12 to 17. John 13, 12 to 17. Yes. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, mm -hmm. he said to them, do you know what I have done to exactly. you? Exactly. Now, that's, that's a good question. Christ is saying, you are saying, do you know what I have done? And he's going to go, I am your master and your Lord, but I've submitted myself. Go on, please. You call me teacher and Lord, and you say well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have mm. washed your feet, you also ought to, ought, to, ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Mm -hmm. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. If you know this mystery of what I did, then you are blessed. And that's the mystery God has taught us last week and is trying to clarify everything right now. If you understand this mystery of divine humility, of brokenness, of submitting yourself first, it doesn't make a difference. It's God who, what? Judges. It's God who rewards. Why do you have to worry about human beings? Do that which God wants you to do without what? Any thought or you're doing it for anyone other than just doing it the way God says you should do it. When you acquire divine humility, you will not even know when you are doing certain things. You will not know. But if there still remains any element or fact of pride, you have yet to be born of him. Are you following me now? I'm your Lord and your master. But you see, I'm doing this to, unto you. Do you know one thing? Woefully, very woefully, the disciples did not even still understand it. And the disciples never understood this until the Holy Spirit, until Christ went back. It took them a long time. And Christ would sometimes turn around and say, what's wrong with you? It is given to you to understand. You will still not understand this. And that's what he's teaching us now. Where didn't they understand? Where did they fail? If you look at Luke 22, right? 24 to 27. You see why they fell so woefully. And why did they fail? 
Anybody? Why did they fail? They wanted to. Not the one. It doesn't, it doesn't need an explanation. Why, why did they fail? Lack of submission. Flesh. I want to be the boss. Who is actually, Lord, even, you know, when he was still on, on this earth, they were struggling to know who is going to be the greatest. Do you, do you understand what I'm talking about? Instead of fighting or struggling to know who is going to really do the will of God to get there. You see, there's that imperishable thing you must get hold of. Every other thing is vanity that will perish. Look for that which cannot be taken away from you. Are you, are you following me? You see, it's also, before, before she would read it, it also happened to what? The Zebedees. Remember the Zebedees. They were, I, I'm not going to tell you what is not in the scripture, but I'm just going to guess that maybe they were being whispering and conspiring with their mother. You know, mom, uh, 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 go talk to that man. You know, we just want to be one on the left one and one on the right one. Christ said, my goodness. Are you going to be able to take the cup? They said, he said, well, you still don't understand. I'm not the giver. I'm not the, don't you understand this? You're worried about things of this world where you're going to sit. Read that, please. Luke 22, 24 to 27. Now there was also a dispute among them as to which of them should be considered the greatest. You see? And he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. And those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors. But not so among you. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. And he who governs, as he who serves. As who? Look at the mystery. Please get this thing. Who, who governs, as who, who serves. Otherwise, he won't work in the kingdom of God. He's not talking about the kingdom of this world. It will work, what he's talking about, in the kingdom of the world. That's why he said, well, you see, he said, the Gentiles, they do this thing, because that's the way it's supposed to be. But you're no longer the Gentile. The spirit of God is now, which is in control. Keep reading, please. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Mm -hmm. Is it not he who sits at the table? Yet, I am among you as the one who serves. What was Christ talking about that last one? Who is greater? Who, who sits on the table? Who is the one who sits on the table? The master, right? The master. You know why the master should not be worried about what the struggle about power? Yes. Why? Because it's already there. It's already there. God bless you. Please understand, it's already there. Spiritually, he's with the father. And that's what we need to do. Seek forth the kingdom and the righteousness. Don't worry. We are there with God. Let those who want to, what? Struggle for power, let them do. You're already there. If you really maintain it with God, you don't have to worry. You see, you are, what? your mind will be set on things above and no longer on the things of this world. Comprende? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, now let's go a little further. The flesh, carnality, the canal mind, that was what actually. The, you know, the disciples, or the apostles rather, did not have any spiritual understanding. They didn't understand what the kingdom of God was all about. And you know, then, they were struggling to know who would be the greatest. But even the leader had been appointed before that. But they couldn't see it. And even the leader himself couldn't see it. Why? Because the leader was in the flesh. 
Leave me Matthew. You guys are looking at me. Leave me Matthew 16, 15 to 19. Matthew 16, 15 to 19. Yes. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Mm -hmm. Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Yes. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Do you understand? Could you imagine all this that was told to a human being? And yet, because of the flesh, he didn't understand it. And that is the reason why the same chapter in Luke, oh, this afternoon the Lord was just said, do you know that's the reason why Satan had his way with Peter? He almost finished Peter. Luke 22. You know, that's why the, the apostles, we just read it now, the apostles were all one. Arguing and disputing over who's going to be the greatest. Among the apostles was Peter, right? Yes. Peter didn't even understand that he's been appointed the leader. Because who? The spirit, the owner of the business appointed the leader, but Peter didn't see it. Peter was among them doing the same thing. Even the one supposed to be the leader, they don't understand. And with that dispute and quarrel and conflict and envy and so on, the enemy came in. Remember James saying what? He said, where there's envy and strife, there's all evil things. And the enemy said, I have found a way. I will destroy this man that God has touched as a leader. When anybody, no matter how God has called you and he places you, he's the one who's going to place you. He's the one who will demote you any moment, any time. If you worry yourself about the affairs of this world, you will let the enemy come in and you will lose. So that's why Satan got it. This is the same Luke 22, 31 to 32, please. Luke 22, 31 to 32. Yes. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, <laughs> Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, Strengthen your brethren. Strengthen your brethren. When you have gotten some understanding, Peter, make sure you God bless you, my sister. Teach them. It's the same, the same chapter. Almost like three verses only, that's all. Certain says, Satan I have come. But Peter, you just don't understand. Not too long ago, the Lord told you and revealed things to you. And you're supposed to be the one. But you don't. So the enemy wanted to kill you. I prayed for you. So when actually you gain understanding, please strengthen others. Are you, are you with me right now? So you see exactly that mutual submission, reciprocity. It has to be that way. Now, let me, let me bring this to you. My wife said, told me this, and that's why I said that many people last week, I know they thought about this, and this is the main area. This mutual destiny, how does this thing work? My wife told me, said, but the wife is supposed to totally submit to the husband. I, I said, couldn't, she couldn't understand this mutual thing. I said, yes, it's true. But you know one thing? When you submit to me, I better, I better accept that with fear and trembling. He said, why? I said, you know one thing? 
if I don't take my time and accept it like the people of the world, then I will elevate myself above the knowledge of God. Anyone who abuses submission has abused authority. Go and write it down somewhere. If you abuse submission, you have abused, <laughs> you have abused authority. What am I saying in essence there? If you don't, because this is submission. Submission also requires me to respect, to honor, to listen, to walk with the person. Not to be, say, I'm the Lord. That's it. Whatever it goes. On earth, yes, the man is the head of the family. In heaven, there is no man and there is no woman. In heaven, there is no female. There is no male. So everyone walk out their own salvation with fear and trembling. And she was just shaking. She said, wow, this is too deep. I said, yes. It is too deep. You know why? He said, yes. The same thing when you have to John 3. Nicodemus said, this is way too deep. And, and Christ said, well, Nicodemus, you're supposed to understand. The wind, you hear it, but you don't. And immediately the Lord referred me to Ecclesiastes 1, 4 to 7. You know one thing, my brothers and sisters? You know that God, there's so many things God has set for his children. The true children with the spirit of God to understand his mystery of the kingdom. I'll take only one. All of them, everything you point now, the Lord opened my eyes and showed me how all of them submit to each other. Now, look at the moon. The moon shines. And rules the night, right? Are you with me? And the sun shines and rules what? And yet in, at night, the sun submits. Are you, am, I, am I talking off point? And during the day, the same moon. But none of them ever disappears. Remember the moon is still there? Yes. And the sun is still there all the time. But they cannot clash. You see, this, that's the situation about it. And the preacher, Solomon, got it right. Read, where did I to read, please? Ecclesiastes 1, 4 to 7. Yes. One generation passes away, and another generation comes. But the earth abides forever. Abides forever, yes. The sun also rises, and the sun goes down, and hastens to the place where it arose. Mm -hmm. The wind goes toward the south, and turns around to the north. Mm -hmm. The wind whirls about continually and comes again on its circuit. All the rivers run into the sea. Listen to this one. All the rivers run into what? The sea. Who is this? What is the sea? To our own distance now, what is the sea? The sea is now what? Remember the sea is the Lord. Now listen to me. The sea is a greater one, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. All the rivers, they run to the into sea. Into the sea. Go, go on. Yet the sea is not full. Mm -hmm. To the place from which the rivers come, they return again. They return again. To the same thing, the sea. And yet they operate as one. Because of that reciprocal kind of submission. They, they come to the sea, the sea dishes out and everything comes again. Are you following me? I don't know. This is, this is deep. But that's just because when you come to think, when you come to think about when you come to think about what God has been teaching us in this place, it's all about him. Your brother cannot in this world begin to think about one single word that's coming out. 
Anytime he tells me to stand up or sit down, he pours that mystery. But the very moment I think that there's something I know and I've arrived, you will see God. That is what? In him, there's no partiality at all. He does not respect anybody. That's why what I would, would do with what is given to us is amazing when you think about all these mysteries he's showing us. I thought I was going to get to the second question, but I, I, will, I will rush the second question. I will rush the second question and, uh, and move on. Okay, because uh, the, this first one was actually the, the main question. The second one is what? How, how could they, some, they couldn't understand how you could respectfully and submissively also disobey. Are you, are you following me? The scripture tells us this one. In Romans 13, 2, it said, well, whoever resists authority is what? Resist God and be punished. That's what I'm telling my brothers and sisters here right now. Never, in all situations, remember when I said that, does it mean we have to submit in all situations and circumstances? That I said last week, and most people said, some people said, no. I said, yes, you have to. There's a difference between submission and obedience. Submission to authority is different. That's why the world sees submission as obedience. It's not. I'll give you really something so you can get it right now. It's not the same as far as God is concerned. God wants you to what? Submit to the authority he has given for the fear of him. For righteousness sake. Now, Christ submitted to who? No. On this earth. I'm looking at it. We are all on it now like him. He submitted to John the Baptist. But would he do whatever John the Baptist tells him to do? See, that's the difference. That's the difference between submission, authority, and submitting to that. I'm humble. I will respect this authority. Now, let me tell you this, ask you right now. Police sees me driving. A policeman sees me driving, and with the light, maybe siren, and says, stop. Will I stop? Yes. What have I done? Submitted. I've submitted to authority because of the uniform given to him. I am not submitting to that man because I'm not in his heart. I don't know. But that authority that God or the, what the government has given to him, that's what makes me to stop. But if the policeman comes to my house and knocking and I'm a policeman with a uniform, I say, yes. He said, open the door, please. And I open. He said, well, I'm coming to search your house. The first thing I will ask will be, do you have a search warrant? He says, no, I don't have a search warrant, but I will search it. I will, I will say, no, I will respectfully and submissively what? Say no. But if it says open the door and I don't open, I have. I have rebelled against authority. That is, please understand it. I did not submit. That's the same thing I was giving you an example of Daniel 3, 16 to 17. You see the three Hebrew men. When Nebuchadnezzar summoned them, come here. They didn't stay in their apartment or in their house and said, go and tell that king. We're not coming because we have God with us. God would have left them. You see, Nebuchadnezzar, remember, if you read Nebuchadnezzar, there was a certain point that God was saying, Nebuchadnezzar, my servant. Do you realize that? Because he was the one who raised Nebuchadnezzar. He said, go and, go, and, go and take the Jewish people to captivity. 
I'm the one sending you. You're my servant. You are doing my work now. God can raise evil to do his work. He's God. He creates whatever that he likes to do. So they didn't stand there and say, we're not going to come. The same situation. When you refuse submission, I'm talking about submission now. I'm not talking about obedience. We come to it. When you refuse submission, the punishment that will come will be double. You know one thing? Not only double, the refusal will take a greater charge. Now, I'll give you an example. You are someone to come to court. You have a ticket. And they tell you to come to court. And you don't go. You know one thing? Everything almost doubles. And when you get there first, you know what they will address first? A refusal to obey, that, to, 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 be, to submit. It doesn't mean if I go to that court, whatever they tell me, I will do it. That's not the issue. I can go to that court and argue, no, I'm not guilty. Don't just get to do this and that. But before then, I had already resisted authority that is given by God. That's exactly what was really that angered God when Miriam and Aaron, they did not challenge that Moses did something wrong. They challenged Moses' what? Authority. Did God only speak through you? Read me Numbers 12, please, too. Numbers 12, 2. Yes. So they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. You see, after all, after all, you're not the only one that hears from God. But God does whatever he does. You know one thing? They forgot one thing. That the way God operates, he's not a lot of confusion. When he calls you it's for a specific thing, he gives it to you. And it's very difficult to duplicate that. You see, Aaron will be sitting next to Moses. And God will tell Moses, Moses, tell Aaron. But Aaron is there. Because that's the way God, he cannot really, be, what, utter confusion. He cannot speak to this one, speak to that one, do this. No, it doesn't work that way. These people said, they, they, and don't tell me only God talks to you. And God said, you guys have gone too far. You see? And then even when they were pleading, and God was saying that, if, if I'm a, a human father, would, where is that? I mean, give me 14. Let's go from 14. 14 to 15, yes. Numbers 12, 14 to 15. Yes. Then the Lord said to Moses, if her father had but spit in her face, you see? would she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out of the camp seven days, and afterward she may be received again. Yeah, that's, let's stop right. That's when God got so angry that Marian, he made him, and of course, you know, you know exactly what he did, right? He became leprous. And then Moses was just, they called Moses, Moses, please plead for Marian. Now, there's one thing that Moses did that all of us, we need to understand. Moses didn't turn around and said, don't even come to me, that wicked sister who betrayed me. You see, he understood that this her sister had no knowledge of God. And he was pleading, Lord, have mercy and forgive. Then it was God to decide. God said, okay, whatever it is, Moses, for seven days, don't tell me. After all, if it was a, a natural father that did this, then he would still be, be punished. The same situation, if you look at number 16, Read from 1 to 12, please. And we're going to close. We're not going to try to get... <laughs> Numbers 16, 1 to 12. Yes. Now Korah, the son of Ezer, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, with Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab. Now let's stop right there. Korah 
was a son of who? Levi. Uh, that's where I wanted to pick. God bless you, Pastor Charles. Who's the Levi? The priest. The priest. Remember, they were appointed priests of God. And all of a sudden, Korah forgot that he was just only given that specific assignment, priest. But he wants to also come and challenge Moses. Go on, yes? With Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, mm -hmm. men of renown. They gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, You take too much upon yourselves, for all the congregation is holy. We are all holy. Yes. Every one of them. <laughs> and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? So then Moses heard it. So when Moses heard it, he fell on his face. And he spoke to Korah and all his company, saying, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show who he is his and who is holy. And will cause him to come near to him. That one whom he, cho that one whom he chooses... He will cause to come near to him. Do this. Take censers, Korah, and all your company. Put fire in them and put incense in them before the Lord tomorrow. And it shall be that the man whom the Lord chooses is the Holy One. You take too much upon yourselves, you sons of Levi. Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi. Is it a small thing to you that the Lord God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself, to do the work of the tabernacle of the Lord, mm -hmm. and to stand before the congregation to serve them, and that he has brought you near to himself, you and all your brethren, the sons of Levi, with you? And are you seeking the priesthood also? Therefore, you and all your company are gathered together against the Lord. And what is Aaron that you complain against him? And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Elia, but yes. they said... Say what they did. Go on. We will not come We will not come. Look at that. See why God is what angry. Keep reading. You see what God did. Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness, that you should keep acting like a prince over us? Moreover, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will you put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. Then Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, Do not respect their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them, nor have I hurt one of them. And Moses said to Korah, Tomorrow you and all your company be present before the Lord. You and they, as well as Aaron. Let each take his censer and put incense in it. And each of you bring his censer before the Lord. 250 censers, both you and Aaron, each with his censer. So every man took his censer, put fire in it, laid incense on it, and stood at the door of the tabernacle of meeting with Moses and Aaron. And Korah gathered all the congregation against them at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, Separate yourselves from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. 
Then they fell on their faces and said, O God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin and you be angry with all the congregation? So the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the congregation saying, Get away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Then Moses rose and went to Dathan and Abiram, and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spoke to the congregation, saying, Depart now from the tents of these wicked men. Touch nothing of theirs, lest you be consumed in all their sins. So they got away from around the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the door of their tents, with their wives, their sons, and their little children. And Moses said, by this you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of my own will. If these men die naturally like all men, or if they are visited by the common fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates a new thing, and the earth opens its mouth, and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the pit, then you will understand that these men have rejected the Lord. Now it came to pass, as he finished speaking all these words, that the ground split apart under them, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households, and all the men with Korah, with all their goods. So they and all those that with them went down alive into the pit, and the earth closed over them, and they perished from among the assembly. I perish. Let's stop right there. In fact, if you read further, you will see where they were still not satisfied. They went and said, Moses, you killed all these people. And God said, so you open your mouth again? Okay. No, what am I saying in this situation is that, see, submissive to authority. Listen to me. It's very, very submit. Don't worry. It doesn't mean you obey. If, if somebody tells you, look at this thing, go and do it. And it's contrary to the commandment of God. You must submissively and respectfully what? Disobey. Now, that happened also in the scripture. We're going to close from there. You got a situation where Peter did something. And I like the experience that we all should get from there. Peter did something, and Paul didn't like it. But when Peter did it, Paul didn't immediately pounce on him. But you know what Paul did, and all of us should do that. Because that's the way we were brought up back home. I love that idea. You know, back home, if I do something bad, my relatives will come immediately to me and say, you did something wrong. You know why they do? They do because they love me. When you do it out of love, so I can repent and move on. Unlike this place, I've lived in this country for a long, long time. If somebody tells you something, see what I'm wearing, what do you think? He said, what you're wearing is not very good. He will ask you, who asked you? They don't want to hear sometimes correction. They will get angry. They think, why are you talking to me? So you see what, see what Paul did. Paul submitted to Peter. But he what? Disproved. He rebuked. He just had Peter after. said, Peter, what you did was wrong. And I love what Peter did. Peter didn't stand up and said, do you know whom you're talking to? You know I'm Peter. I am Peter, the leader. You know I'm the leader. How would that? Because that's why sometimes our leaders perish. 
because they don't want to hear from God. They don't want to hear from anybody. Look, God can raise a baby born today to come and talk to us. If he don't hear, then it will pass away. So we close with Galatians 2, 11 to 18. Or even, yeah, Galatians, just read 11 and I'll explain to you. Let's move on because we have a meeting. Galatians 2, 11. Now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face. Because he was to be blamed. Because he was to be blamed. Why? Peter was, Paul was talking about something. He said, look at Peter. Before then, you were there enjoying and eating with the Gentiles. But when some people came, and we are all trying to enforce circumcision, Peter, you ran away. That's hypocrisy. You don't do that. And you know one thing? The Bible did not mention where Peter got angry. Everything was born out of love. Peter bowed to that and said, yeah, I'm wrong. We move on. All this I'm saying, brothers and sisters, is that anytime you see any authority, whether it is in your office, in the family, everywhere, and this is a question probably to close, somebody asks, how about if I submit, but the one I'm submitting to is actually not reciprocating. What do you do with that? I'm asking you. Huh? You answer what? God bless you. That is all I'm going to tell you. Remember, you're not submitting to that individual. You're submitting what? To God. That's why if you look at Colossians 3.17, say whatever you do, do it unto God. Do it unto God. But then if somebody submits to you, and then you take advantage of that, you have canceled every authority. Listen, I'm telling you right now. Anyone who breaks the word of law, submission, anyone who abuses it has broken authority. And he loses that authority. I'm telling you right now. If you abuse it, you have lost it. That's the same thing we're giving you about the police. The police comes and stops me. And then the police wants me to do something or, or do something wrong. He has lost authority. Then he's then acting what? They call it in law, the undercolor. Undercolor of authority. He's presenting himself because of that uniform, doing something wrong. I should not have to obey that if it is contrary to the commandment and will of God. So the Lord Almighty will... Bless all of us and bless all of you. May the Lord keep you and bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tm online.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.